We're rolling, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. Okay, all right. I suppose you better introduce us. What number is this? 36? 36, Dan. 36. Is it, is it actually 36? Yeah. I've not had my coffee yet, so I'm going to get progressively more jittery and fast <laughs> as we go. Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 36th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, a community for creatives. One tiny thing that brings him joy is brushing his teeth with hand soap. I'm joined today by Paul Bentz. Good morning, Daniel. You told me not to tell anyone about your hand soap habits. I know, I know, I know. To be honest with you, I prefer it to toothpaste. It's that that soapy, dry, <laughs> dry, flaky taste in your mouth. Just it's, it's, does something for my teeth. Apparently, the dentist says my teeth are. He's never seen them uh, <laughs> so <sparkly>. cleaner. Yes. <laughs> I like I, the idea that we we turn into one of those groups of friends that just starts harmless but really silly rumors about each other. <laughs> <laughs> just start telling people that, like, I don't know, silly things like that you well, brush your teeth with hands open, see who believes it. You don't like wearing socks either, do you? That's you know, you, yeah. I like. I don't know why that. Like Daniel, as he, apparently the last time he wore a pair of socks was when he was seven or eight. Was it Dan? It's, I think it was about nine. But, okay, but, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So something about the texture of the material on your feet, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't want to be constricted by socks. <laughs> but he likes wearing nylon tights. Yeah, instead of socks, because I'm not a savage. <laughs> oh, what a start, eh? Boom, boom. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You, uh, I'm just... you, you decompressed from war paint last night? Daniel went to a gig last night. Woo, social life. Yeah, I'll give you all three guesses about what my, uh, what my shower is going to be later. You're only okay. going to need one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does it rhyme with saint? <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit, yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, mate, it was it was incredible. They're amazing. Uh, more on that later, I think. What, what what are we talking about today, Dan? You know, what what what's, what are we going to have, have a think about? The question we're going to tackle today is, why do we create? It's something that I'm not sure we're going to be able to answer, but we're going to have a good go at it. Paul, just before we start getting into that topic, like... Mm. You frantically got on the Zoom call earlier and told me about a finch or a bird. Oh yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. So, and so I, I feel like on, I want to hear this story before before oh, yeah, we well, crack on with it, the topic. It, it, it's a really good place to start, I suppose. But so I was, you know, as you do when you uh, are a very research professional and you're on an international podcast show, beaming out to millions. Research is really important, Daniel. Right? Anyway, anyway, I was I was googling and I I was reading a few articles and I came across. Um, this interesting, let me, I'll just, I'm going to read it verbatim, basically, from the paper. So there's, um, I think it's, it, it could be a man, it could be a woman, I'm not sure. Anyan, I'm not sure. So ex- apologies. So there's somebody called Anyan Chatterjee. Okay. Uh, who argues in the aesthetic brain that it does not make sense to see art as purely gen- genetic or cultural. He uses the brilliant metaphor of the Bengalese's finch song to illustrate a more nuanced explanation for the origin of art. Consider the Bengalese finch. The Bengalese finch is a Japanese bird bred from wild white rumped munia. Male munias sing a very specific song to attract female mates. Hundreds of years ago, the people of Japan began capturing wild munias and breeding them for their colourful plumage. Over the course of 250 years, the wild munia evolved into the domesticated Bengalese finch. Interestingly, while the birds were being selected for the colourful feathers, the quality of the singing did not suffer. Instead, the finch's song became even more impressive. 
When singing ability became irrelevant to reproductive success, the birds were freed up to sing more diverse and varied tunes. A wild moonier can only learn the stereotype song passed down from his ancestors. By comparison, the Bengalese finch can learn new, beautifully complex songs that incorporate elements from their social environment. According to Chatterjee, art is like the Bengalese finch's song. While there is little question of art's adaptive roots, art no longer holds an adaptive purpose like the Bengalese... Hang on, turning the page. I reckon the next one's going to be finished. Finch, singing ability. The selective pressures on our artistic abilities have relaxed, enabling us to diversify our artistic behaviours for nearly infinite purposes. Art can bring communities together, communicate information, or impress potential mates. Art can also be an expression of beauty or a rebellion against entrenched ideas. Art can present a new perspective or celebrate an ancient tradition. Art can be political statement or a meditation on spirituality. We don't have to look further than our own species' kaleidoscopic history of creativity to see there is no end for the reasons for which we create and enjoy art. Boom. It's good, that, right? My little mind's been blown. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we need a new topic for today because it sounds like that's been, <laughs> that's been put to bed. No, but no, but I just think, it, it, I mean, I totally agree though. That analogy of the finch, right? Yeah. So all the other animals in the animal kingdom create things for a purpose. I don't know of any other animals that just do well, this for a laugh. Well, well, Daniel, 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 you should say that. Could you think that elephants could create art? And no, no, I mean, I, no, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen stuff where people have had some of the great apes creating art and elephants, but I'm saying in the wild, right? Yeah, yeah. Without any human intervention. Yeah, yeah. Animals do beautiful things, but they tend to be for a purpose, like attracting a mate. Yeah, sex, right? right? Or... or building a nest or something, right? They, they do beautiful things, but generally for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I think, generally speaking, we're the only animal that does this of its own volition. Mm-hmm. The analogy there about the finch, and it hasn't had to think about what's going on in the wild, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's freed up some bandwidth there for it to create different songs, that's mm-hmm. a really interesting analogy. Uh, I was, I was, I was uh, taking the kids to school this morning and one of the dads is a musician. He's really talented pianist. And I asked him, what, 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 what does it mean to create? And he said, apparently there's this thing, a book called, uh, I can't remember the name. It'll come back to me, but basically that you got the, the right side of the brain, apparently that's meant to, to involve the calculus, you know, the mathematics and all of that side. And you've got your left side of the brain, which is the creative side of the brain and apparently these two things have to be balanced like one feeds the other and that um there's some some balance to to one you you've done maybe a quite a, a strenuous stressful task then flipping over and doing something which is creative like playing the piano it just it instantly makes him chill it makes him relax it makes him de-stress it makes him not have to think about anything else other than the next note that he's hitting on the keyboard and there's something in that isn't it i think for me it's one of those things as well that that you know my adhd brain is all over the place sometimes but it just i think it's it's memory and it's it's storing information and it's processing processing shapes and words and Allowing allowing that stuff to come out really um, in in a in a non destructive way in a in a in a kind of in a way that is kind of it feels good I think I've always liked creating I think even it feels a bit magical doesn't it it feels like you're connected with the world in a way that you're not normally yeah you know I get you know I I was reading and um, 
is there is a point you know when you're when you're making music or when you're collaging or taking a photograph and and that space that almost that daydreaming space that we've talked about quite a lot but that space where you're not you're not actually thinking about the process you just you become you, selfless right yeah, you almost yeah. you almost lose your ego you're, yeah totally you you just kind of you become it's a meditative space, isn't it? I always find it a meditative space, even though, it, you know, creating is a meditative space. It is, it's, it's, you're using your hands, you're using your, and, and you're, it, 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 it feels good, doesn't it? It feels well, like, yeah, it does. It's so easy to dwell on the past or on the future, right? And it's one of the very few times in the day that I have a meditation practice as well, but it's one of the very few times of the day where you feel truly present. It's really hard to dwell on the past or the future when you're in the middle of creating something. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. What what I mean on a real personal level, I mean, I, let's go straight to you and ask why do you create that? What's 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 the what's the? I mean, you 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 you, you I, with, without let's not go on the the work side of it. Just on a really personal, what what drives you to make stuff? You know, what 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 makes you press the shutter? carve the lino, you know, press the keys on your bass guitar, make music, you know, you, you're quite a, a creative person if you think about it. I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, we may have covered this before, but talk, talk me, were you, were, were you a creative child? Did you, were you, would you draw as a child, paint, you know, did you do all that kind of stuff with your mum and dad? I don't really remember, which I'm guessing means that I probably was. I, I don't recall a time where I wasn't doing something. So when I was a kid, I went from, what did I do? I did like martial arts, which in itself is like kind of creative. I, it's that, that's kind of really going out there, but it is a little bit. And then I, I think I went from like martial arts straight into, uh, what did I do after that? Oh, I, I, I used to skate, right? And again, there's something kind of creative about skating i know a lot of creatives that used to skate and i don't know what it is between those two but there is a connection there and i can't work it out and then after that i kind of got into photography and music at the same time music won out for a bunch of years and then i came back to photography afterwards but in amongst all of that i've always like dabbled with other stuff it's probably worth saying actually that both me and paul aren't very loyal to our chosen medium so we're both photographers by trade but we try lots of stuff i totally agree with that i i was gonna say uh, interestingly i i spoke to my mum about this last night i was saying mum, when i was a kid was i creative because I, I couldn't remember either i was like she goes oh yeah you used to draw but you weren't very good and one of the things what i laughed at when she said that and one of the things that I read was this idea of positive reinforcement, right? So if your parents said you were really good at art when yeah. you were a kid and, and they said, oh, you're amazing, that's so really good, and they really rewarded that, that, that would mean you'd get this buzz, right, of endorphins, and you do it again, and next time you do it, you'd be a little bit better. And so you're repeating the task and you're getting this this positive reinforcement. And I'm, I'm, my mum was positive as a, as a woman. So you meet her, she's probably the most positive person you've ever met. I can, I can imagine you've got very positive parents, Paul. Yes, yes, they are. They are. Um, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, so, like, if if those ideas were ref- reinforced from a really young age, then maybe you go on to create and you find it enjoyable and it's rewarding and it's it's it it gives you something, right? And 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 I'm not like I said, my mother said she said you couldn't draw, Paul. She said your drawings were awful. Though you did win a, a super TED in the 
the local gazette for um, a collage, believe it or not. Nice. <laughs> there you go. It was in there. It's always yeah. been in there. Yes. Do you know what? I, I obviously, I have no idea. And mm-hmm. I'll have to come back to you. I'll, I'll ask my parents about whether or not I was a creative kid. But I do have some really early memories about creating, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, my father gave me... Uh, and my brother, actually, a, a camera when we were younger. I had this Polaroid SX70, which is like a little flappy, foldy thing that kind of goes in your pocket. I, I really wish that I'd kept it. It was some dodgy old thing that he got from a boot fair one time. Um, <laughs> it probably didn't even work, but I wish I'd kept hold of it. But anyway, I used to walk around. and There was no film in it, but I used to just frame up and click that thing away. And the other thing he used to get me and my brother to do, and this is... I might have to cut it out. It's not very 2022. He used to give us like disposable film cameras. And we'd be, uh, I don't know why it was always boot fairs, but we would be at like boot fairs or we'd be at the coast or something. And he'd give us these cameras and he'd go, go and take photos of fat people. <laughs> you can't say that, Daniel. You can't. You can't. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Go and take photos of fat people. I'm going to have another go. But you know the truth, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. he used to go, he used to tell us to go take photos of people. And then, um, (laughs) and then we'd get these things developed. But there was, I don't know, it it kind of helps. Like my brother was always ridiculously more confident than I am. My brother would walk up to people and he'd take these photos and people just look at this little kid like he was insane. I I used to do it too, but like my brother (laughs) just had no fear. And I, I remember that. I, I distinctly remember doing that when I was a kid, and we used to do that like every weekend. So it's funny. I've always, I've always like shot in public and stuff when I've had cameras. But I've always felt drawn to them. I wonder if it is like those early memories where I've kind of always done that, right? Yeah, do, I, do you think I, I, there's maybe a, like you with your collaging or like with me with that? Like there's there's this I, familiarity I, that. Do you, do you think? I mean, we're. We're quite different people, and I'm 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 quite outgoing, and you're 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 quite outgoing as well. But you're more introverted than I am, I would say, right? Paul, you, everyone's more introverted <laughs> than you are. <mate. laughs> but but oh, sorry, I, where I was where I was going with that train of thought? Yeah, I, I suppose I've lost my train of thought. Save me, Dan. You said that I'm more introverted than you, and you're more outgoing. That's where the thread begins. So I don't know. Oh God. I'm just trying to think where that was going. Lost complete train of thought. Okay, we're all witnessing Paul having a having a senior moment. A fart, brain fart. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I wonder whether or not there is something in our early experience that that means that we keep doing this. Like you said, that your parents were really encouraging you to keep drawing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, there's, I think you might be right. Maybe there is something in this. You come out of the mold, maybe with this. Does anybody get into the, like their mid thirties and then suddenly discover they're a creative after being analytical their whole lives? Because you I, tend I, to be one or the other, right? You don't tend to be both. But but I, I like I got to my early thirties and I never, you know, never picked up a camera. Really, I had picked up a camera in a sense of family photos and that crap. But like I, I was, you could say it was quite. Uh, it's just snapshots. I know what yeah. you're saying. You weren't trying to create art. Yeah, right? I didn't didn't even know didn't even know I could. You really? said in previous podcasts that you used to write poetry and stuff. Yeah, but that that came that that came really only at one point. It was 
I mean, that's, it's a re, it's a really strange thing, right? You know, I had some emotional turmoil. Um, some, it was traumatic in a sense at the time, I think only because of how it happened and what happened, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, it took a few months, but then it was this realization and I'm, and maybe people react differently, but it, I had a camera. There was a world outside and, and I just thought, wow, I can, I can actually go and take pictures. Like I had a year where I didn't, didn't have to work. I had this, you know, yes, something had happened, but it, it kind of, it's weird. Life is really strange. It's really, I don't even understand that even now, really, because I would never. Was it an act and, of catharsis? Yeah, it was. It was really cathartic. So the poetry came first. It was like this really, this really outpouring of really strange, weird crap that like, you know, I, I, I think everyone's first draft is shit, mate. Don't feel yeah, embarrassed by it. No, exactly. Awful stuff, but it doesn't really matter. I don't think the point was it was, it was this rush of creativity. I can only describe it as like just wanting to, to get it out, I suppose is the way to put it. It was really, it really helped actually writing it down and I couldn't make sense of it. Didn't know what it meant, but it didn't really matter. I suppose at that moment in time, it was, and, and it helped. It really did. I can only see it. And then from that point, I think I had a camera and thought, fuck, I can take pictures. And I just started to, and I started doing it like really, you know, obsessively, ADHD obsessively, where I would literally have a camera, I'd get up and I'd just literally drive and take pictures and take pictures and take pictures and take pictures and take pictures. And, but you were doing and, other stuff as well, right? You were burying the prints and doing all sorts of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, weird stuff. And it was, it was really, it was just, again, it was stuff that I, you know, it's difficult. How old were you at this point, right? I'm trying to work out. So 32, when, 32 maybe, so, so you kind of did hit your mid thirties and then suddenly decide you were creative. You worked in IT before that, right? Yeah, IT. Did sequel. you do anything creative there? No, it was it was it was financial it's, databases. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was not creative in any sense of the word. But, you know, there was I think there was logic to it and there was process. So that really like, you know, A to B to C, you know, you have to do these steps to make this thing work. And well, that's the opposite of art, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um I don't know. I think there's some, I mean, there is creativity in coding, but not in the stuff I was doing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very structured. And, yeah. And so, but I don't know. I, 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 you know, why, why do we create this? This, I think there's a multitude of reasons. I don't think you can distill it to one, right? It's, it's really, it's really, really, really a broad, like, I think there's lots of reasons. Um, let's, let's try and break some stuff down, right? Because I think you're right, and I can sense as to we're about to go off the tracks a little bit, so I'm going to try and steer us back. Why do you try new things that aren't uh, in your normal wheelhouse, right? Because if someone was to label you, if I was to phone up anybody that really knows you, they'd be like, oh, he's a photographer. But I know that a little bit like me, you probably don't fully identify as that one thing. So, So why do you try other stuff? I think I enjoy it. I, cause I, I think there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a kind of that quest education wise to know how, I suppose. And there's that, that, there's that competitive, not competitive, maybe, maybe competitive, but there's that bit of me that, that wants to, 
always get a little bit better. I can, you know, we're never quite happy with anything, really, I suppose. And so there's that idea of wanting to improve. And so, like, you know, I think photography, I think when you, when you do photography for a, for a long period of time, there'll be natural points in your career where you hit plateaus or quiet periods or you feel like you, everything feels the same and it gets a bit of boring. And I think those are the vital times when you do something different at that point, like go collage or, go make some music or go for a run or do do something else because it, it'll it'll make the other thing better. Like when you come back to photography, you'll feel a bit more refreshed and you'll feel a bit more invigorated. So I think they, they kind of, like all of the things that I try creatively, they kind of, they all kind of work together somehow, like the visual arts. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've not been to university. I don't, I don't, I, it's kind of all an exploration for me. And so this idea of, of discovery is really important, like, because there's like every day I discover something that I, I didn't know about yesterday. And I, 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 I love that. I love the idea of I can look on the web or, you know, I'm, I'm such, such a beginner in the terms of collagen, but even in my, my, small exploration over the last year or two i like i you know my knowledge has grown like tenfold and that's amazing because that and the work's got better you can see it it, it's like you just it's really enjoyable it's really enjoyable there's something again this like Like a serial learner but but because photography digital photography is quite clicky and and it's quite a technical thing Actually, cutting up paper and doing something with your hands and making something is 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 such an enjoyable experience. Like you can put some music on, put a podcast on, go find some old books, find some pictures you like, rip them, and start making something. You know that's amazing. Why? Why? Like why isn't everybody doing it? I don't understand. Yeah, but, I know. I don't understand either. I don't understand why people just stick to their medium. It feels really weird to me to have one thing that you do. That feels really strange. And maybe, maybe you got like, into, um, sorry, go on. I didn't well, mean to I, But maybe, it. maybe a lot, lots of people are like us and they do lots of creative pursuits, but they only choose to show, you know, a select few or photography or music and that, you know, that, that's. But I don't think that's true because I talk to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, has anyone ever said, I say anyone, that's a massive overstatement. It's, it's rare that you talk to people. And the people that we normally talk to are photographers. So maybe this is like something with our little click. Yeah, but, but I think, I think it is. I think people don't talk about doing other stuff. Yeah, but visual artists, I mean, it's an, it's, you can go to bloody do a degree in visual art and printmaking. And if you just, I just think with, within our spectra, with which we operate in, we don't come across it as much because we're, you know, we, we come from a photography background. So there's, there's not many photographers that, that we know of, that I'm sure there's thousands out there, like millions even. So let, you know, it's just that we're, we, we haven't done the research, but if we started doing a list, I'm sure next time we spoke, I could list you a hundred easy. And I, I think they do exist. It's, it's just that we're, we haven't seen it or we haven't heard about them or they haven't come into our sphere of knowledge that, you I think, know. particularly with photographers, there's this connection between photography and music in terms of the types of people that do it and they fall into two categories. So with music, there are lots of people that will play musical instruments, but they'll only ever play other people's stuff. They're not creating anything. They are parroting stuff that other people have done and they take a lot of joy out of that, right? Which is really cool. But there's a smaller niche of musicians 
that want to create their own stuff that aren't focused on doing what somebody else has already done. They're not trying to trace the drawing that's already there. They're trying to create something new. And I find the same with photography. If you look at a lot of photographers, there's there's a serious number of people that just want to go and make the same landscape picture as someone else or shoot the same sort of flower with the with a macro lens or whatever. They're just kind of treading ground that's already been trodden, which is cool, right? Because they're taking lots of pleasure from that. But there's a select few of them, and it's a smaller niche, that want to do something that hasn't been seen before. They're trying to get something of themselves out. I find myself attracted to those people, those people that are trying to do something new in their own medium, whatever that is, photography, music. I wonder what it is that puts people in that category. I'd kind of put myself in that category. I'm still exploring. I don't know if I've truly worked out how that works yet, but I definitely... I'm more interested in my own voice than somebody else's. When I was in bands, I've said this before, but I I used to be in uh, punk bands and metal bands and stuff, you know, in my early 20s. We sort of, we we did a lot of gigs, a lot of gigs. We were gigging like twice a week. Um, We went on a little tour and stuff. But I, I, I could never play somebody else's songs. Still to this day, if somebody said, oh, play whatever. Bar like Wonderwall, I don't think I could play anybody else's stuff. I've never even tried. It never it never occurred to me to learn other people's shit. I only ever wanted to do my own thing. I had no interest in learning somebody else's stuff. That's because you're a selfish motherfucker. Maybe I'm a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you about that actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> about narcissism or about learning other people's shit. Do you think do you think knowing why you create matters? No, I don't think it matters at all, man. But it's a really interesting conversation, though, right? It be, if it doesn't matter, then like I, I, I was read, I, I'll, I'll re- preface this. I was reading something, and they they were saying, "No, does it matter? Doesn't it matter?" And they were saying, it, "Like knowing why you create kind of um, helps you stave off feelings of inadequacy, frustration, and imposter syndrome." Does it really? Well, okay, well we need it? to get to the bottom of this because I feel like an imposter all the time. Knowing why you create helps improve your craft, does it? I don't know, because I don't know why I create. All this stuff may be true. Knowing that you, knowing why you create gives purpose to your art, and by extension, to you. Yeah, maybe. I could kind of uh, see that one, because uh, I've been giving this a lot of thought recently. Knowing why you create is key to being a happy, satisfied, and more creative person. I'm always a happy, satisfied person, Paul. Everybody knows that. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Basically, right, and I think this is, for me, you're trying to turn what's inside your head into something physical, right? Your imagination, because nobody can see inside your brain, right? Nobody can see what's going on. You can, you can, your subconscious is whirring away while we're talking now, and I don't really know what you're thinking. And I, and, and basically, I I think it's trying to get what's internal, external, you know, I I think at its most purest is, for me, uh, that, 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 kind of matters you know it, it, it it's trying to get what's inside my brain outside and whether that, that i can communicate that clearly yet is another question but one of the things that you're trying to do you're trying to because that that the internal voice the noise inside your head that's saying do this do that make choice a b or c is always there and it's always you know pick up a camera, go take a picture, go down the street, take a picture of this dude. Oh my God, he's got funny teeth. Uh, watch out, go home, collage, catch some things up. You know, all of these choices you're constantly making, but 
is it just to process what's going on inside your brain? And and if, and if it is, then is it about like because we talked about this? We don't really care about Instagram followings and how people. It's not really ever been about that, is, is it? It's never like if you ask me why do I make stuff, it's because again, it's it's all about processing external shit and, and trying to make sense of it somehow. And even yeah. even when you yeah. even when you look at your own work sometimes you don't even can't understand it. And it takes a long time, distance and time to to sit back and then you go, Oh God, I was talking about how my wife had denied me for the last seventeen years. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know if any of my stuff is really that profound. Not in that way where I'm trying to like exercise some internal demon. I think yeah, a lot of the stuff I do is is for my loved ones. I don't show, well, I don't show any of my work, really. If I really think about it, unless I'm being paid, people don't really see my work. The only people that see my work are the people that are directly influencing it, like maybe they're in a photo or something. But there's a lot of stuff that just never, ever gets out there for me. Because for me, it's not about, I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. I don't, I've never felt the need to put myself out there and maybe one day there'll just be this glut of stuff that I've done and it'll all go out at once but I don't know I just I don't I don't feel the need to share it isn't that weird Mm -hmm. I just like doing it I think I enjoy the process more than I enjoy the outcome I think if, if it puts a smile on your face that's reason enough isn't it I think that's that's kind of like you know I think it connects us with others, doesn't it? I think it's one of these things that it, it helps us connect to other people. Like it connects to family members, even by just taking photos of your sister or your niece or your nephew. Like, it, you know, you can then say, hey, cuz, sis, I've sent, taken these pictures of, and it makes a connection and it makes a reason for speaking. And, and I, I, you know, that's, that's really important, I think. It, Don't get me it, wrong. I, I do, I do that as well, right? I share that stuff in that way. And, but... and, may, and, and maybe by doing that, Dan, you know, this is a more fun, like, and I was, again, I, I, this is a bit deeper, but it does, fundamentally, it, it makes us less alone, right? I think at its core. Yeah, it does. does I mean, it, I, like, I could, yeah, I could get all woo-woo on this as well. Yeah. Right? It does. It makes you feel connected with everything else, any type of creation, right? I've found the same thing with, with music and all sorts. Even with this podcast, right? If we take this podcast as an example, we've made a little community of people that we've met through Instagram. We've made friends, physical friends in the real world. And even by doing that, you feel better about yourself, don't you? I I feel like that it it brings me a little bit of joy. It brings me happiness. It means that, you know, even the rubbish that we talk about, somebody takes something from it. Like that, that, that makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think we're up at about a thousand listeners or something now, just over. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that you're all sitting and listening in. But me and Paul have these conversations, regardless of whether or not there's a microphone in front of us. This is how we talk. I just find it interesting to have the conversation. Again, it's the process for me. Like, I don't really give a shit about the output. It's all about the process for me. There could be nothing at the end. I've done that. I've gone out with my camera. I've shot a load of photos and then just deleted them without looking. I don't feel that much attachment to the output. Other people do, particularly no, I, with the photos people do, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but I think a lot, I mean, I, well, maybe, but I, I mean, if, you, you ask a lot of photographers. I was with, um, I went to Photo London with Josh um, last week 
and he was talking about his book. And I, and I, I, I got the impression, and I could be wrong, Josh, you can correct me, but, and I, I think we all suffer from it. Like, once you've made the work, you kind of, you're quite dismissive of it in a way that you're like, oh, I don't think it's any good, or it's not that great, or it's all right, or it's average. And we're, we're never really, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, look what I've just created. It's a beautiful, yeah, yeah. brilliant thing. And I don't know if that's us as British people, because I think the Americans are better at it. And, but, yeah, maybe. I, 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 maybe it is a British thing. I don't know, but I do feel we are quite like once we've made something, we don't celebrate it as much as we should because I think it's like it's difficult to make shit. Like it, to make good shit, it's really difficult. It like is. it takes. It it's is. like you have to get through a uh, hundred pages of shit to get to the one good page. Yeah, right? you have to make a lot of shit and then constantly make shit and then edit that shit and then re-edit and, and it's still, oh my God, oh my, yeah, it's hard. It's really, and it takes a lot of energy, I think. And there's a lot of thinking energy going on there. And, you know, it, when you're alone in your bubble and you're having those thoughts alone, it's really hard to stand back from your own work. And, and some people are much, I'm awful at it, I think. I'm really hard at, you know, really picking out what I think. I can get to a point, but then I get blinded and I need to leave Yeah, it. you go, you get snow blinded really quick, right? I remember having a conversation with you a few weeks back. Um, so Paul got really into music producing for like a hot minute. You you spent a couple of weeks in Garage Band, like just making a song a day, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, enjoyed and it. And then I remember you said to me, I'm going to have an album before I know it. And, <laughs> and I, I threw at you, I was like, you know that, musicians like good musicians aren't releasing everything that they make just like a photographer they'll make a hundred songs and then yeah. maybe there'll be an album in there somewhere maybe maybe there'll be 200 songs in an album in there and i remember you had this like little epiphany you're like wait all the artists do that that's a thing that everybody does like we all create a lot of shit and then pick out the good stuff yeah of course we all fucking do that man like, <laughs> and some people are better at picking out the good stuff right yeah you yeah know? exactly and exactly. what it, I mean, again, then we come back to what is good. So we're not going there, but, but yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I, I, but I don't even give it, I don't get to the point of even analyzing whether or not stuff is good half the time. I just, I just enjoy no, the process. Yeah. It, it, I, does, never, I never matter, even get right? to that stage. For me, I just enjoy doing the first thing. I'm a little bit down on myself as well. Right. I do have the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. If I get to that point and I'm now thinking about, whether or not the thing is good, I will beat myself up about it. But a lot of the time, I don't even get to that point. I just like to get, I just like to do the process. It's the, uh, there's a great, I'm going to see if I can find this quote from Hemingway. Hang on, you, lo you like this. Just give me a second. Hemingway's there was a, quote a bloody I, genius. There was a quote I came across. There's a man that could create. If I can find it. Na, 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 na. Na, na, this is a musical break. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. You can send me one of your favourite tracks and I'll, I'll put it in the background of this a little bit. Okay, one, okay. One of the ones you were creating. Okay, deal, deal. I'll okay. keep this whole little interlude while you're hunting this quote down. But, oh, but there'll just be good. one of your songs behind it. It was a really good Hemingway quote about journey. I'm going to go into my thing. Let me, let me Google it. Let me... People will still be hearing your track in the background, right? Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> Oh, can I search? That's another thing, actually, that I've been getting into recently. I've been writing a lot. I started journaling at the beginning of the year. Um, oh, shit. 
kind of inspired by Danny Jack that's been on the podcast. He, he bought me a book, a stoicism book. But basically, I've ended up journaling every day, which has meant that I've kind of got back into the habit of writing. I don't think I'm a particularly good writer, but I am able to write in my own voice. So recently, mainly for moment photography, I've just been writing loads of articles and stuff. It's all a little bit salesy, so I'm not suggesting anyone goes to look at it. But it's it's been fun. It's been fun. I, I think I've done like 10,000 words in the last week. Mm, that's amazing that you've written that many, mate. And I think I'm getting better at it. I, I think having just done 10,000 words in one week, and obviously I've written blog posts and stuff for idle hands and that in the past just like everything else the more you do it the better you get at kind of getting to the point that you're trying to make mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's good to have an end to a journey toward but it is the journey that matters in the end can you say that again it is good to have an end to journey toward but it is the journey that matters in the end it's yeah. good to have an end to a journey toward, but it's a journey that matters in the end, yes. That, that toward there is a weird place to put toward, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sounds that doesn't sound very Hemingway. I'm gonna make sure that's right. Yeah. That sounds a bit No, oh, it is. Oh towards. Okay, okay, okay. Towards. It, it is good to have an end to journey towards, but it's a journey that matters in the end. Yes, towards. Towards the S was missing. It's important that S. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different <laughs> sentence without it. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is good to have an end to journey towards, but it's a journey that matters in the end. Yeah. And it's what, like me and my friends when we were growing up, and I, I'm, I must have been a fucking great philosopher, Darren, is what I could say. Because I used to say, like, you know, it's the journey that matters. Like, it doesn't matter. The destination doesn't matter. It's, it's the journey that's the fun bit. I always was, that was my thing. And I think that's it. And everything that you do is the fun bit is the try in, the making loads of fuck ups and shit work and but it's doesn't really matter because it's it's just being and doing it and doing it and and being in that space that allows you to process the world it's amazing i love it i i i, I god it would be a horrible place without it wouldn't it yeah i totally agree uh, there was a there was a really good Hunter S. Thompson quote, wasn't there? I'm just looking for it. It's a very similar thing to the Hemingway one, except it's got that Hunter S. Thompson spin on it. Isn't it? Isn't it? I've, I, didn't I do this one from um, Forrest Gump? Laugh is like a box of chocolates. Okay, you're, you're, you know, you're going to reenact it. You don't know what you're going to get till okay. you chew. <laughs> that, that's the same thing, right? Okay. Like, you know. Did he win an Oscar for that? I don't know if you're going to get an Oscar for that performance. Well, you are Bob Daniel. <laughs> okay, there we go. You're in. You, you've you found the key. You're in. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, you can give me a ring. Oh seven. <laughs> no, he's got to do the plus four four. He's in the states, isn't he? Oh shit! No, he's down in uh, Tonareva this week making a a Welsh documentary on the miners. Apparently, how oh, is he? No. <laughs> 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 I found it. I found the quote. Go on, go on. Hit me, Dan. Hit me. Uh, I'm out uh, of you. I'm bare chested, waiting for it. I bloody hate reading stuff. This Come, on. Come on. Come uh, on. Okay. Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, Wow, what a ride. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter. <laughs> Man, you are my, like, Hunter's the man, right? 
I, I love Hunter S. Thompson. I just, I love how ridiculously, ex- his, he's like when life becomes art. He was the person that everybody thinks he was. I don't know if you ever read that. Uh, there was a thing, I think it was in the Rolling Stone and they, they'd followed him around for the day and they just sort of wrote down his morning routine. Have, have you read yeah, that I've one? Yeah, I've seen it. Like he, he, he drank a bottle of vodka and 16 eggs or something crazy, is there? Is that, that, that it? If only. I think it was more bizarre than that, even. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... I think I found it. I think I found it already. Yeah, so it says, 3 p.m., rise. Five minutes past three. Shivers regal and the morning papers. Yeah. Dunhills. 3.45, cocaine. 3.50, another glass of Shivas, Dunhill. Hmm. <laughs> four, four, five minutes past four. First cup of coffee, Dunhill. <laughs> four fifteen, cocaine. Four sixteen, orange juice, Dunhill. <laughs> orange juice, I love the orange juice. <laughs> four thirty, cocaine. Uh, four, like he said, a lot of cocaine. Cocaine. Five minutes past five, cocaine. Eleven minutes past five, coffee, Dunhills. Like the dudes is just chain smoking and snorting cocaine like it's going out of fashion. It just goes on and on and on. Well, but there's like, I don't know, maybe he's got it, he's worked it out that actually that we, you know. He was a late riser, right? It looks like he woke up at 3pm and then just, well, apparently did a lot of cocaine. His heart must have been going like, whoop, 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 like a, like a raver at a, at a warehouse party. Yeah, I'm just going to like skip a lot of stuff. How, but, did, how did he? How did he die? Was it overdose? No, he committed suicide. Did he? Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really sad, actually. So there's. Oh God, this is about to take a really weird turn. But I think his suicide note was along the lines of like, "I'm kind of too old now, and it's getting greedy. I'm, I'm checking out. Show himself." Oh, oh. But he was very good friends with Johnny Depp. If you're interested in this stuff, then you should totally go and. There's an interview you'll be able to find it on YouTube. I'm sure. With Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp used to live with him. Okay. Can you imagine the two of them? Oh my god! It must have been fucking insane. Oh my god! Yeah. Who was the um? Who was the illustrator? Uh, Ralph Steadman. Okay. So Ralph Steadman, Johnny Depp, and Hunter S. Thompson were this like little click. Can you just mm. imagine the three of them? Oh just my god! Batshit crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated by that dude. Like, and I, I think his insights on all of this stuff would have been really interesting as well. But yeah, I, I, re- I really enjoy writers, but I can't read. What's with that? Well, well I, you can read. Yeah, sort of. My dyslexia really gets in the way. I've, I wish I could read more. I'd really like to be able to just dive into a book. But uh, audio books are kind of helpful. But I, yeah, I really yeah. struggle. Yeah, I, 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 there's a guy, you know, he sends you these like 10 things to do every week, like in a newsletter. And, um, one of them this, this week was about your book, take your book in your bag, leave it by the side of your bed, leave it where everywhere you go, you've got your book. So instead of picking up your phone, you're picking up your book basically on your desk. So you've got one book and you, even if you only read a paragraph, you, you're, you're progressing. I, I, I've done that. So now instead of my phone, I've got my book. It's, it, I, I just, I should just, like, you, you be such Show crap. me your book. Is it right next to you now? It's the Jerry Badger one I'm, I'm reading, basically. Jerry yeah. Badger. Is that like a yeah. razzle thing? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a jazz mag, right? Uh, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just carry my book everywhere. 
<laughs> that could be that could be uh how long have we done this now are we like are we uh we're are 50 we, minutes in because we could segue into the um it's a nice segue into yeah my beautiful um i have a really Disney. cool looking book isn't it this are we doing shout-outs? Are we, are we yeah. done with that? Talk? Hang on, we should probably just... Let's move on to shout-outs, but let's just kind of sum, round let's summar, off. Let's summary, let's summary. Summary, Dan, summary. Okay. Summarise summarize for me. So, so the Bengalese... We started with the Bengalese Finch, Dan. I guess the summary really is that me and Paul have just waffled on for what feels like about 40 minutes. But if you really want the answer to the question we posed at the beginning of the episode, which is why do we create... Just listen to the first five minutes when Paul reads out somebody else's musings on this, because that really was a much more succinct version of what we have been trying to get to the bottom of. Yeah, uh, but I think I, I, I do. I do think I think we create for personal reasons. Uh, we create for multitude of reasons. Yeah, and every one of those, every one of those reasons is valid. Like, and I, I don't think it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. That's not the point. It, it's like create just for the the sake of creating because it gives you something. It makes you feel better mentally, physically, spiritually. Like that's that's why we do it. That that and that's a that is enough alone. Like if there was no Instagram, if there was no internet, I'd still create. I'd still be making. It didn't matter. It's not. It's never been about that and i think if you make it about that you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons very inspirational i was going to add something but i don't think i can top it so yeah you're absolutely right we're we're a complicated little animal we're a funny little animal right Mm -hmm. and i don't think there is any one reason that anything happens there is no answer to this stuff it's a weird cocktail of lots of different stuff so if you love it just keep doing it I don't think it matters what it is. It doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. It doesn't matter if you want to share it or whether you want to keep it to yourself. Just, just doesn't do matter it if you, you do it, it in the nude. It doesn't matter if you do it on the beach. It doesn't you, matter if you you should be doing it on the nude on the beach. Yes, <laughs> covered in covered in baby oil. No, this is getting terrible. Let's stop there. <laughs> There's a cow floating past <laughs> oh you in the sea. My God, and there is a chicken eating a pizza. It's a dick dick. Sorry. You love a bit of dick dick, Dan, don't you, eh? I do. I do. <laughs> I'm a slave for a dick dick. Oh. Okay, right. Shout outs. I think we've um, thoroughly lost all credibility, so we might as well talk about somebody else that... That has some. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, we have none, so let's, let's, let's talk about somebody who's good. I think you should go first, because I think... Oh, actually, 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 before we before Everybody we finish, knows what mine's going to be, so... I, can, I, can I just give you I one... Go on. Can I give you one tiny thing that brought me joy this week? And and was it brushing your teeth with no, hand soap? No, no, so I, I was... I was at the hairdressers. They, they're not French. I was at the hairdressers, and um, so I was having my haircut, as you do, you know, sitting there... My hairdresser is called Jade, it's called Jade, lovely Jade. Um, You're looking very sharp, mate. I was going to say at the beginning of the call, but we jumped straight into recording and it would have been really awkward. Thank you, mate. I'm feeling sharp, looking sharp. I Yeah, um, you got your beard done as well, just beard, like last week. Yeah. Beard, hair, man, I feel like a man of the 2020, 2020s. Anyway. Ali's a lucky lady. She's lucky. She's, she doesn't, she does not know how lucky. I, <laughs> I wash her clothes, I fold her clothes, I put her clothes away and I also... Look after myself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, but you know when you're, when they're trimming the back of your neck with a, with like the, the trimmer, that machine, and it makes that, it's a real, like a little, almost like a tickling sensation. The clippers. On the hip. 
Yeah, the clippers on the back of the hairline. Oh, that was bringing me joy. I thought it at that exact moment. I was like, oh my God, this is spectacular. There's not much better in life than this. I don't think you're meant to be sat there at half-mast while your hairdresser <laughs> trims the back of your hair, mate. It's the neckline, right on the, on the neckline. And it's just that, it's like a tickly sensation. If somebody's, you know, oh my God, Trevor, cover me in chocolate and <laughs> <laughs> see me to the wolves. <laughs> so that's one tiny thing that brought you joy, having yes, you. Yeah, anything. Let, let's, go see, let's go to the list, Dan. Let's go to the list. I think it's always fun. How many are on the list? Oh, okay. Uh, give me a number between one and 22. One and 22. Okay, number six. That feeling you have when you're starting a holiday. Oh, yeah. Nice, Dan. Nice. I like that. That feeling you have when you're starting a holiday. And you have the opposite feeling at the other end of the holiday. You're like, ah. But there is something quite nice about getting home after a holiday. Maybe that should have been another. There you go. You're a two for there. Nice, mate. Nice. Getting home from a holiday. There is something quite nice about that as well. Anyway, shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Um, I'll go first because... uh, You went out last night. I haven't even written this down. Let, let me let, 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 hang on. Let me let me just let me set the let me just set the picture. So it's um, nine no, the, the no, gig is, it, The gig isn't the shout out, mate. Oh, go on then. But it's the new album. Okay. My shout out this week is War Paints Radiate Like This. The album come out. Oh god, about a month or two ago now. It's been incredible, right? I, I've been listening to that band since their last album, so it's taken like six years to get to the point that they're releasing this album, and it's worth the wait. Tanya describes them as magical ladies, and she's absolutely right. Warpaint are magical ladies. They're just incredible. They're mm. really, really good. And last night, when I saw them live, it was amazing. Did you and Tanya dance? Were you dancing? I'm not really a dancer, to be honest. Oh, come on. Did but you... I, did, I did just enjoy, I had a little nod, tapped Were my you... foot along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took the shirt off. Did a couple no, no. of victory laps of round <laughs> Nice, you get that chest out, mate. <laughs> like that chest. <laughs> Powder is your nickname, isn't it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powder. Apparently you're going to be doing an ad for um, Ariel for, soon, aren't you? Yeah. For, for, Procter & Gamble. For Casper. <laughs> wider, wider than white. <laughs> yeah, so that's today's uh, show sponsor is Ariel. Right, anyway, um, yeah, war paint, radiate like this. I'm not going to bore you all to tears with what they sound like because they've been all over the radio and unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard them. But you might not have gone and listened to the whole record yet. And if you haven't, you definitely should. It's really, really good. Paul. Nice. Nice, Dan. Nice. Nice. So uh, my shout out this week is a book from Overlaps uh, Press. It's called Devil's Promenade. It's by, and apologies, Anton, if I get the pronunciation of your surname wrong. Anton Dolizal and Lara Shipley. Um, and it's amazing. It's about um, the Ozarks, which is a place in uh, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, um, and kind of Kansas, but it's mainly Missouri, southern, southern Missouri. And it's 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 such a wonderful book. Like I I've, I looked at the pictures, and it's 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 just a book you've been carrying around. Yeah. Well, no, no. This is this isn't a book I've been carrying. I've been reading something else. But okay. the, but th- this. Um, yeah, I just think it's really wonderful. I kind of, it's a mixture of found 
um, from, I think there's an archive that they use. I can tell you from where, what archive it was. I mean, I, t- I tell you what, instead of doing that, send, send me a link to the thing and I'll, I'll yeah. put it in the show notes and everyone should check this book out. I can only see the cover because Paul keeps flashing it around in front of the camera, but it's a really cool looking book. But yes, the way it's bound, it looks really nice. What yeah, is that it's, like a... it's, uh... Uh, I think overlaps make really nice books. You know, I I, I picked up a couple um, from the when I went to the Photo Book London. I, Photo Book London was interesting as well. We can quickly talk about that. Really, oh, yeah, really yeah. quick. Yeah, we've got um, loads of time, mate. You... Yeah, I went with Josh. Um, the Goose. The Goose. Shout out to the, the Goose. Shout, yeah, which nice you got me a ticket. Thank you, Goose. Thank you, Goose. Um, and it was really, it was really, it, I enjoyed it. It was loads of different stuff there, loads of different photographers, loads of different work. It was really interesting to see how many galleries there are that represent photography. I didn't realise that that many existed. I was maybe my naivety in in that space, but also um, seeing work, Josh will laugh about this because every time I saw something that was big, I said, oh my God, look at the size of that. And, and the scale of the work really made a difference to how you perceived it, I think. I mean, that might be obvious, you know, but sometimes small work inquires you to go closer to the frame and look at it and big work makes you stand back and, you know, take it in. And something about some of the prints, the large prints I saw, they were amazing, some of them. Um, and there was, there was a guy, I can't, I'll try and remember his name for, for the show notes, but it was a piece of work that, it was it was like um, an ambro type, like that kind of sort of tin typey process, but he'd okay. but he'd collaged with it, and it was incredible. Um, I'll find this now. I took a picture of it on my phone, so I'll, I'll be able to dig it out. But yeah, it was really good. I really recommend it. Um, it it's interesting. It's really quite a middle class, upper class kind of. It's, it's weird. It's a weird so you thing. fit right in them, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, me and my working class roots sorted, mate. No, I'm, I'm maybe I'm being wrong there. I'm being wrong. I'm being wrong there. But I think other people got the perception that that it was quite snotty. But I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. I kind of enjoyed it. I think you put in what you get out of it, right? And like, I, I think you can perceive these things as something or they're not. I think you just got to go and enjoy the work, and and that's what you're there for. And and you can avoid avoid all the. The, the the other stuff that surrounds it. You don't have to get yourself involved with that. Just go see the pictures. Go have a look. Do you know yeah. what? Actually, there's another tiny thing that brings me joy. Is You know when you go to a gallery and someone's put real thought into the space and how they're presenting the work and they do that dynamic thing where one piece will be massive and kind of get you to stand back and kind of take it all in and the next one might be really, really tiny and force you to like, it kind of sucks you in. Mm-hmm. I really like it when people do that dynamic thing in a gallery. Mm. When when you go to a really good exhibition, not just any old exhibition, some exhibitions are really just like, here's a load of work and it feels a bit thrown together. But when someone really puts thought into it, that's really cool. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. It does something to you, doesn't it? It does something to your brain because you're trying to figure out, A, what they've done, how they've done it, and then what the work... Uh, yeah, I love it. I agree. I totally agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like when we went to Hamie's exhibition uh, yeah, just, a couple of months back. And he was like, no, I'm not putting the work on the walls. I'm going to hang it from the ceiling and you walk around it. And none none of the canvases were square. It was just really cool. Yeah. Can we tell them everybody something super exciting as well? We can. We can. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, we're holding that card. People have probably already guessed because we sort of started talking about this in the last episode and we just mentioned Amy. So, uh, you know, long time listeners, you know what we're talking about. You'll be able to put all the pieces together and work it out. But no, we're not going to tell them. All right. All right. (laughs) 
Soon. Soon. And we're going to have a go next week, aren't we? Uh, recording yeah. one of these in person on, yeah. on, on a camera. Yeah, live. Live. Video. Live and direct. We're going to, we're going to become YouTube stars. I, I'm going to go for a couple of runs in, in a week so I can lose a few pounds. You are. I'm just going to smash Danish pastries like they're going out of fashion. So I'm going to try and make you look thin in comparison. I'm doing you a favour by eating too much. Nice, Dan. I like that. Like that, mate. That's, that's the kind of man you are. That's, that's the love I've got for you, Paul. Well, Dan, on, on that note, I think it's time for me to say goodbye to you and you goodbye to me. And then let's fuck off and go and uh, see Get the world. The day. Yeah, cup the of day. tea. Cup of tea and hobnob, is it? You got a big pan for today or? No, I literally, I've got a... I've got a, I got a free day today. I'm literally gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm either gonna go out and take some pictures or I'm gonna cut. I am decided. And maybe I'll do both. Maybe I'll, I'll go take pictures. You do and one, then, cut, then the other. But you've got to squeeze cut. a run in. You're gonna have to make a concession somewhere, I reckon. Yeah, it's half past 11. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The day's getting on, mate. The day's getting on. Anyway, right. So enough with that waffle. You can find us on Instagram at Idle Hand Society. Come and give us a shout. Um, we'll put the links to the things we spoke about in the show notes. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Oh, oh, this is, this is a really good one, actually, just to chuck in right at the end. I might have to cut this out and put it further forwards. Maybe it'll just be, just be a little special secret for the people that listen all the way to the end. We were going to do a competition, weren't we? Oh yeah, we got a free book to give away, haven't we? We have. What was the book, Paul? Uh, Big Brother Lewis Quayle. A uh, lovely book, but looks at mental health. Um, still it's in really this wrapper. Amazing. Yeah, still in this wrapper. I'm holding it. I want to give it away to somebody that okay. loves me, that loves you, that loves us, and then, then the love can... So, so this is this is how to enter the competition, right? What you're going to do is you're going to go on Instagram. I would say all the social medias. I mean, feel free to share us on the other social medias, but we're not really watching there. So it's got to be on Instagram. You share this podcast, right? You share the the post that we put up about it or a story or whatever you want. We will keep an eye out. We will make a list of all the people that share it. And ooh, what date? Right. So if we release this podcast on the 27th, so we will look. Oh, let's, let's say let's say the end of the month. Or let's say. The... Well, that only gives them a few days. I'll tell you okay. what, right. This is what we're yeah. going to do. We're going to close the competition on the the 10th the 10th of june 2022 you go out you share this before the 10th of june we'll find it we're going to put all the names in a hat and then on the episode that we record after that i don't know what number it'll be so you're just gonna have to keep listening we will draw your name out of a hat and you get in touch with us and we'll send you a book that's it you just have awesome to, you just have to share it It'd be cool, actually, if, if you listen this far, then you're probably a five-star kind of person. Chuck us a little five-star rating on, like, on your iTunes, on your Spotify, whatever. It's a great book as well. It's a really lovely, lovely, lovely book. It's one that you will love. Um, it's got some inserts in it. I really enjoyed it. It's really great. Um, so, yeah, you know, we like, we'd like to give... Uh, oh, and I, 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 I final... No, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say that on now. I'll save that for another time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are we done? Yeah. We're all done. Stop. Okay, Stop everybody. It. Right. Catch you in a couple of weeks. Bye, guys. Have a nice week. I know you've got a mouthful of stuff, so I might just go right now so that... <laughs>
so that you spit mm. biscuits everywhere when you're trying to introduce mm. them. What are you in? Is it biscuits? I don't, uh, Ali, not Ali, Rosa left something on my desk. It's like a chew. She said, eat this, Daddy, and tell me what you think. And it's honestly, it's like eating. I actually have to spit it out. It's like eating the ass of a dinosaur, if that makes sense. It's, it's really sour. And, oh, my God, don't eat that. <laughs> Thanks, Rosa. Uh, oh, you got and me. That's, and that's recorded. That's good. That's going at the end of the episode. <laughs>